y'all. Welcome to The Road Show. I'm Erin May. And today I have with me Shan Lines from the band Four Lines of Bendigo, Australia. But before we get to our conversation, let's listen to the first single from their upcoming album, Golden Triangle, Too Afraid. for joining me today shan how are you yeah good how are you i'm doing good doing good excellent so how did the um band four lines how did y'all get y'all's name so i thought of the name four lines when i was researching history of the town that the band's from where i'm well i'm not originally from here from bendigo in victoria australia but I moved here um, sort of 18 years ago and, um, yeah, did some research and I found out that uh, at the entrance to the town back in sort of late 1800s was, there was this huge big um, fountain that, um, you know, it was the first central point of town and it had water spewing out of this fountain out of like four lion's heads, which were made out of gold and um, oh, wow. gra- granite and that sort of stuff. Like it's yeah. that sort of um, fountain. And, you know, the top part of it was for human consumption. Underneath was for horses consumption. That was the sort of the first born into town. Oh, right. But it got pulled down in like discontinued in like 1906 and bits were scattered everywhere. Oh. And I read this story, and but unbeknown to me, at the same time while that was happening, is um, I think it was last year they they found all the bits. Don't know where they got the bits from. Oh wow! Or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. This trust put it all back together and spent all this money and, and um, reestablished it and moved it a little bit. Probably, oh, it's probably about. 400 meters, three, 400 meters from the original site. Oh, yeah. But, um, and it's all functional and everything again. Oh, now, that is but, awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where I got the name from. It was just the four lines around this, this right. fountain, fountain base. So, but there was a, um, I did some research and there's, uh, like a, a, a dance band called The Four Lines. Oh yeah, which, which like some soccer once soccer <laughs> song or something, but you know, um, which you know maybe people think that we release dance music as well. <laughs> maybe so. You never know. 
Oh gosh, well that's really cool though, and it's cool that you actually did your research on it. And yeah, I think the name is fitting for the band. I think it works well. Yeah, but there's five lines now because we've got a keyboard player. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It still has to be four lines. I, yeah. I have had people say that, but there's five of you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I say it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, oh, I just want to say to him, that's because you've got OCD and you can't handle it. Right. There's there five you go. Of us, but the band's called Four. Right. It's a band name. It you know. Yeah, that's It doesn't right. that's constitute right. how many members are in the band. So there totally. you go. Totally. <laughs> Well, I love it. It's great. So how did you and the other band members meet? Um, well, it sort of started out, uh, I gave up music for a lot of years and was in another band and we had some sort of minor success over here and sort of at the end of that did some solo stuff and went through a divorce and then just gave up oh, music gosh. after that. Was was a little bit dis, um, disheartened by everything. And, um, yeah, just after eight years, picked up a guitar again yeah. and started just playing and sort of within sort of six weeks had written a few songs and then went found a local studio and um, recorded a, three tracks and then just thought, you know what, I'm going to set a goal to record an album and then, yeah, just sort of in a month wrote the whole uh, album. And oh, wow. Sort of during that process just found um, different different people. Mm -hmm. The guy that owns the local music store in Bendigo always said, if you ever get back into music, I want to be your bass player. So I just walked into his um, music shop and just said, um, <laughs> putting together a band if you want to play yeah. bass in it and so got him into the studio and um you know a few other drummers so i grabbed one of those drummers and took him to the studio and i met our guitarist that we've got now like i knew he had some wild guitar collection so i just sort of cyber stalked him a little bit through <laughs> instagram and saw that he had like a whole room of I don't know, 50 guitars or something. Oh, my gosh. Thought, I'll go and watch him because clearly he can play, but it's going to work in for the band. And, yeah, just um, went and watched him play and caught up with him in a coffee shop. And we hit it off just due to our mutual love of certain bands like um, The Replacements and a few other bands that we both like. So mm -hmm. um, just thought no one else in this town that we live in sort of listen to replacements and really get into them and different other bands. So, um, yeah, I thought he was the guy and, yeah, and it sort of went from there. And like any band, you sort of go through a few drummers until you find the right one. So yeah. um, that happens. Um, no one exploded like in Spinal Tap, but, and, um, yeah, it was good. I got onto an old mate who turned up to one of our gigs and, he was in my old band and um, he turned up to one of our shows and we might say he was in um, sort of TMZ lingo. He was tired and emotional at our gig and just said, if you guys ever um, need another drummer, I'm your drummer. So he's been in the band since um, the new album that's going to come out and then the one before that, he played drums on that as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But um, he's, yeah, he's an exceptionally good good drummer. He's got like a um, master's in percussion from like the, the oh main, um, I suppose it'd be the American equivalent of like Berkeley College of Music in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's got like the Australian version of that. There's like the Victorian College of the Arts, which is like the music school in Melbourne. So oh, he's got wow. a lot of masters from there. That's impressive. Yeah, for percussion. I'm the hack in the band. I'm sort of the self-taught, sort of, no lesson. Just go, oh, it's sort of got this colour. It's got this vibe to it. You know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. That's why sort of surround yourself with better musicians than you actually are. Right, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So, that's the key to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, y'all seem to work really well together and, you know, and everybody seems to be so talented and everything. How is it um, out on the road when y'all are playing gigs uh, and stuff? Yeah. Uh, we always, you know, it's not the conventional sort of, if we go out and do some shows together, it's everyone sort of, you know, we'll get the, the drummer and the bass player seem to travel together and it's myself and the um, guitarist that travel together but now we've got a um, like a, a keyboardist as well so oh cool he just yeah so he um, fits in somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay so um, on your on your album um, Volin does that um, have anything to do with the architect that did design yeah, the fountain yeah. so he did he did the fountain but um he did a lot of the architecture in not only in bendigo but in a lot of different places throughout like the state we're in victoria so but through bendigo i think he's done about eight buildings and it's all around the gold rush so we're looking at sort of early 1900s and all those buildings oh are still still there in town um it's sort of what brings the tourists to our town is yeah. probably our architecture that's within the town. Um, yeah, so I don't know sort of what else brings people to the town. I presume it's architecture because um, there's sort of no other town within this state apart from Melbourne that has the buildings that, that, that we have. I think it's got like the third biggest um church in all of australia oh, wow. in bendigo as well so um not that i'm an overly religious person enough right. that, but just um yeah but just, that's still really just, cool yeah yeah it, it looks it's massive it's so big and it's um you know you, you can't miss it if you come into the town but that does bring a lot of people into town so just to see that and it's it's quite quite amazing to see and I have been to Mass once or twice, and I can't yeah. <laughs> remember. So the walls didn't cave in. So okay, well that's thing. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh goodness. So and then yeah, you have the um, song "Vol and Drive" also that's on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, I was sort of thinking of thinking of um, titles for the album. I just thought, yeah, that's probably something succinct that that works and right um i don't know I, I just felt that there's not a lot of australian acts that are really proud of the town and stuff that yeah. they come from like i know in america they do it really well like you know the black keys always mention where they're from and mm -hmm. you know look at bruce springsteen it's all over his um, oh yes albums etc so i thought oh, i wouldn't mind doing that in Australia do that right. you know, be proud of where you're from and um, try and put a stamp and if anyone picks up what you what you're laying out there they... oh yeah that yeah that's really cool I think that was a great idea yeah <laughs> so Shan the band has an eclectic mix of influences from Bruce Springsteen to David Bowie and stuff um how does that all work into your music um I just think you know I think everyone is influenced by the different artists that um, they gravitate towards or, um, you know, like the sound of or whatever. But, you know, what probably influences my writing is just what's happened to me over the journey of my life. But musically, you know, the actual artists that I gravitate towards, um, you know, I sort of touched upon probably my favourite artists of all time. Yeah, apart from Neil Young, um, is Ryan Adams. Yes. So his music's quite eclectic, and you know, you know, it's quite prolific with all the different releases. But you know, if you put them side by side, there is quite a few of his albums that you'd have to, if you gave it to someone who isn't a fan of his, they'd go, "Is this the same artist?" Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I just think, you know, in regard to this band, um, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it's it's ever-evolving. So sort of our first album was, 
probably pretty much an out country sort of album. Yes, it was. And 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 then we're doing that a little bit with our second album, but through sort of both albums, there's sort of this sort of post punk sort of theme that's you know maybe the replacements and mm-hmm. bands like that have have done and i know you know ryan adams is a fan of replacements as well but right um that was, wasn't probably the reason i did it it's just that myself and the guitarist keith were just um huge replacements fans and then in regard to the new album that we just recorded that was sort of um you know i wrote the whole album within two days and we recorded oh and mixed it in three but the album only goes for like 24 minutes, 10 songs. So sort oh of gosh. gives you an indication of that. And that sort of <laughs> yeah. um, very much like the replacements and Lemonheads and mm-hmm. bands like that. Exactly. Um, which you can sort of hear a bit of that stuff throughout both of our, um, you know, our releases. And then we've already, already booked in to record more stuff next year, which I don't know, it will probably be... Um, probably an amalgamation of everything we've done in, right. and I think we're probably just doing an EP or something like that, just for something different. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that would but, be really cool yeah. to get all those, all three of the sounds from the albums on to yeah. one EP. That'd be really cool. Yeah, something different. But um, yeah, you've always you always got to be evolving and mm-hmm. um, have have a reason to why you want to keep making music as well so it's right um never stale so but you know direct influences music music wise i mean you you just have to go through my record collection there's so much um you know weird stuff to underground punk to bands like you know fagazi or um slayer and but then there's beach boys and beatles and bowie and heaps of different you know, even flat out rap stuff like Cypress Hill and No Way Ice Cube and <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. Like, like I, I'll listen to anything. It, it doesn't really matter. Like, um, but then I'll, I'll listen to weird stuff like you know Randy Newman and different soundtracks to different yeah. movies. And, that is awesome, um, Shan. Yeah, I, I I think most people are, are like that. That are just you know their passion is music and right. Um, because you get something from everything. I mean, I, I was at the gym tonight, and um, friggin' Motley Crue come on in the gym, <laughs> and I don't own any Motley Crue records, and I just was just listening to Tommy Lee's playing drums and just yes. going, "Geez, he plays the the bell on the on the ride a lot with when he plays drums. That's that must be his thing." And then from that, that spurred on to think, yeah. Um, you know, Stuart from the police did that a lot with his drumming and right. that come from here. You know, you just overanalyze all music all the time. That's just what you do. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only time you don't analyze music is like when you're out with friends and you're drinking and, you know, there might be might be something quirky like Cindy Lauper or something right. that comes on and girls just want to have fun yes. and then you're just listening to the song just for the song and you're right. overanalyzing it you're just having a good time so any other time a song comes on you know you're listening to it and analyzing it and going this is the song structure and why you're really getting into the, the song and oh yeah it's mm-hmm. only got three chords and they use the same three chords at the start um, of the song and they use that again in the in the chorus but they've changed the melody and that's what's hit and all that sort of stuff so yeah see all that's really cool to me because you know i'm not a musician i'm just you know like a fan (laughs) but um my boyfriend's a musician so he talks a little bit about it but yeah it's so cool how the mind of a musician works like you're talking about you know when you do hear a song and you like kind of dissect it into the different parts and see how it all works that's really cool yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it's quite mathematical. If you mm-hmm. if you broke broke that down, I mean, I've done that in the past with with some songs and wanting to write in a certain style. So I'll listen to that whole song and right. like map it out, map it out, and just go, oh, yeah, it's a 
it's got um, a verse and then a pre-chorus, then a chorus, and then they've only um, done half the next verse before they go straight into the chorus. And, you know, you have a, a catalogue of different things like that and sort of you can start working out patterns and you can write a little bit in that style yourself. Yes. So it's very mathematical. So So what do you do like when you sit down to write the lyrics to a song? How does how does that process work for you? Um it really depends. Like the 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 latest album was more around the history of what's happened in our town because the whole album's about to come out is like a concept album about um very much a good portion of it is the, through the eyes of a, a prospector and someone who's living within that circumstances and what they oh, would wow. have went through. But it's also, um, you know, a modern twist on that of, you know, someone who's a teen that's lived in Bendigo and unbeknown to them the history of the town, but they're yes. just living in the moment and those sort of things. So it's sort of like a before and after um, concept album so that's that's how I've I've written that so I did a lot of research around the history of Bendigo before I lyrically wrote that down but like our first two albums is just stuff that was very much written from the heart and right. um, experiences that I'd been through so and that's more relatable for people but I just thought I'm doing a concept album yeah. with this latest one This is this is what I'm doing and if people get it great if they don't then they don't yeah (laughs) well i'm excited about it especially now hearing you know more about it um because it sounds really cool sounds really cool and i think concept albums are a neat idea because it gets you really showcase yourself as an artist i believe when you do something like that yeah you just got to do something like i was saying you know it's the evolution of Mm -hmm. of um your music you just got to do something different all the time Mm -hmm. and that's why I sort of set myself a task with this that I'd write it in two days and we'd and we'd go and record it and and mix it in three. And like this album and the one before that, the guys in the band didn't even know the songs. Like right. we don't we didn't rehearse and they we just worked them out in the studio and it makes it more spontaneous. But I think in regard to like the EP that we're going to do next year, mm-hmm. those songs are going to be really, um, they already have, we already started, well, I've started writing them, but we've, we're writing together as well. And they're going to be really worked out before we, we get into the studio. Cause that again is doing something a little bit different considered right. that we're always rushed <laughs> yeah. through doing everything else. So it's like, a, let's even do that different so. <laughs> so then since you said that when you write songs a lot of times it comes from the heart especially on your first two albums um what about tangled heart that song can you tell me a little bit about it um yeah i'm just trying to think of, yeah yeah oh that was that was sort of um just written about you know re- relationships turning mm-hmm. turning sour i mean it's it's a common theme i suppose through yeah. a lot of artists music um, that it was just a relationship that dis- dissolved and um, just wrote a song about it. It's, <laughs> you, you get a gamut of um, of emotions and that can really influence your writing. But, I mean, oh, musically, yeah. I, don't, I think I was just listening to, you know, different stuff like Hank Williams and stuff at mm-hmm. the time and, that's that's a very country country album. It's got pedal steel and stuff on it. So right. Yes, it does. It's 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 come up quite well. Like we get a lot of people that really like that song, and and, and it's usually the people that are really into their country that are, that dig that song. So yeah, I really like it. It's a really good yeah. song. Cheers. <laughs> A thousand ways to die 
like you to choose one She could be with another guy Till the morning she rises up Hold my hand is all I ever wanted I think I'll do Wrapped in your same good heart Take my hand and then crush my spirit I think I don't Wrapped in your same good heart A thousand ways to lie I've heard them all except one Now you're with that other guy Till he realizes and wises up And hold my hand is all I ever wanted I think I do Wrapped in your same good heart Take my hand and then crush my spirit I think I don't Wrapped in your same good heart y'all were recording never giving up y'all had no computers or anything in the studio so yeah, tell me yeah, about that, that, that whole process that, that, yeah that whole album that was done um at a studio that's it's a little bit less than half an hour away from my house and the guy um who owns that studio he doesn't have a computer in the studio at all and he's like an engineer by trade so he's made like his own magnetic plated reverb himself so he can put reverb into the room or take it off and how he does that is he just puts a a towel over his plated reverb and that changes the sound and you know he'll go i'll just move this mat around to get this different sound and like he's he's pretty amazing and um like one of his albums that he did, he won um, an aria over over here. So while well, that album got an aria, because he recorded a whole band with two microphones for the oh whole album onto a, a two-track uh, reel-to-reel, and yeah, it, it, it won an aria. But um, yeah, he's pretty amazing at what he does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was recorded to a. Eight track reel to reel, and then we mixed down onto two track reel to reel. But he got his two track from like Capitol Records in LA, and I don't even think it was working when he got it shipped over to him. But it's like from 1948 or something like that. But he he did all the restorations and stuff on himself and got it working. So oh my gosh, yeah. So he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah, he must be because it sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty happy with it, but would have been good to spend a lot more time on mixing, but right. you, you don't get that luxury when you're paying for everything yourself either. So oh yeah, yeah, it's always hard, 
And it's really hard to mix analog as well. So it just takes way more time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it takes a lot more time. (laughs) But I love that song. Well, of course, because I first approached you, you know, about having it on volume two of my playlist, Smoke and Whiskey. And, you know, and I ended the playlist with that song because it's just such a beautiful song. And it's so long. It is long, yes, but it's good. It's not like you're ever wishing the song was over. It's like... No, no, a lot. there's not many songs out there that have got, like, um, a double solo in them. Yeah. I just love it. I love that song. One yeah, of my favorites. Thank you. One of my favorites. As I look into your eyes filled with pain Memories never die All they wounds still remain And I want to help but I grieve in a different way It's not that I don't care Nothing's like yesterday
Okay, so tell me a little bit about um, verse, chorus, verse. Okay, oh, it's just we, we we don't have a label or anything like that that like that put our stuff out. I mean, I'm like self managing and booking, right? And, um, doing all that sort of stuff. So I thought, well, we need we needed something that yeah doesn't come directly from the band even though it is directly from the band so if you say that you're a, you're in the band but there's some sort of label name or something like that right. then you know when you're it, trying to pitch it to radio exactly, or something like that yes. then people might pick <laughs> up on it a bit better oh yeah definitely so, I mean it's good marketing in some regards yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah it was just it's been hanging around for a while, so I thought <laughs> we'd do it. Yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit about um, how it was when y'all first went into the studio together as a band. I mean, did y'all, um, were there any hang-ups or anything, like challenges with that? Or... Um, oh, because it was all done analog, if you hit one wrong chord, you've got to play the whole song again. Oh, gosh. So, or, you know, drummer plays the wrong beat or right. you know, he rim, rim shot something or whatever. You've got to do the whole thing again. Oh, my so gosh. So that presented the same challenges. And yes. the fact was also is, you know, I pretty much brought a whole, you know, eight songs to the guys and we sort of bashed them out in the studio. Yeah. I think we rehearsed twice prior to it and... You know, just did rough demos of those two practices and sort of used that as a guide. But the actual um, arrangements and stuff changed a bit in the studio. So, oh gosh, yeah, so it, that... was, it was difficult. It was difficult mm -hmm. in in that regard. But um, I th I think what's good with that is you sort of little 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 let that go in regards of oh you didn't play that note completely 100 percent right. works for the song so or or you go oh well we're just going to have to do the whole thing again <laughs> and then but then you know the bass player might greg might go yeah no nah, I, I nailed nailed it then right then the next time around he mightn't get it right so yeah you've sort of got to think of everyone else as well are you going to make put them through doing the whole take exactly so but i mean too much to the guy's credit there wasn't a lot of that i think there was only one song that really gave us grief which was violent drive oh. <laughs> so, so many changes in it so, yes but apart from that um it actually worked out really well like never giving up wouldn't have turned out as well as it did if we'd recorded it, um, you know, on Pro Tools or right. Logic Pro or whatever people use, um, because there was moments there that I was sort of we're all playing together, mm -hmm. but I was sort of conducting a little bit, as in to the drummer, i done this hand movement and it just was keep going, keep going, and then we all dropped out and then it was just the drum and then we come back in. That was just a spontaneous thing that we did. Oh, wow, that, really? That, yeah, that, that really mm. worked for that, yeah, it that works song. Well. That was like a one-take type thing. So <laughs> it's just the way that it worked out. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, it worked out beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have thought that that wasn't planned that way. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like it, it worked out well and you couldn't have done that in a digital studio. No, so. no, no, no. Yeah, so right. that's really cool. So how, what do you do in your downtime, Shan, when you're not in the studio or writing music? Um, hang out with kids and mm -hmm. animals and <laughs> work a day job and oh yes. stuff. So, <laughs> you know, the, the reality, it's sort of music is, um, that is my downtime, but um, oh, you know, right. Four lines plays a bit, but because it's all sort of I'm self-funding everything mm -hmm. that we do, so unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, 
I've got opportunities in our hometown and I, I play just acoustic sets, oh, yeah. playing other people's songs, so cover songs, and that funds what we put out. So, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing, I play around pretty much most weekends um, in town, so, but um, I'm not working day job, so yes. that's that's good. you got to do what you got to do to be able to get that out. I mean, um, music is sort of my my passion and my hobby, whereas right. other people might go and buy a, you know, a massive big yacht or a boat or go fishing on weekends. I, <laughs> I play music, so. Yes. That, so, you know, when you're doing, um, what's your favorite song to cover when you're playing your cover songs and stuff? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. at the moment, I've been... I've been covering um, Linkin Park, What I've Done, just due to the oh, yeah. unfortunate circumstances of right. recent times. Yes. Um, and sort of been doing an acoustic version of that and people like it, et cetera. But, I mean, oh, I've got to play everything. You name it, I've got to play it. So, <laughs> Mellon Camp, Brian Adams, to like heaps of sort of big Australian acts to... Um, even corny, cheesy stuff like One Hit Wonders, like Weedus and things like that. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, there's nothing too lowbrow that I won't play. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. And what all instruments do you play? You play like the guitar and the harp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just mainly that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I can play most things, but right. that sort of, um, guitar and harps my main thing um and I, you know I, i'm nothing special with either one of those <laughs> instruments but oh whatever uh, yeah but you know I, I give them a go yeah and it's good fun so how did you come about learning to play the harp because that's you know not everybody just picks up the heart and plays it so um well i had a had a, uh, I just decided one day that I wanted to learn it because mm -hmm. I always had loved um, Neil Young's Heart Playing on Harvest. Yes. So I just started reading on like online board, like message boards and stuff, people saying, oh yeah, you just need to get a G harp. So what I did was I thought I'll go to the music store and get a G harp. <laughs> and there's a local um, guy in Bendigo who holds like harmonica workshops oh, wow. at the B Bendigo Blues and Roots Festival mm -hmm. once a year. So I went along to his workshop and sort of, you know, he spoke about like half notes and, you know, using your tongue and different other breathing and different things like that. Right. And yeah, got this G harp, put on Neil Young's Harvest and just drive around the car, and every time I drive around the car, would just be playing this G harp, and oh, wow. sort of within a couple of weeks, had figured out how to play all the harp on that album, and rest is history. And then just spoke to him again, and just went, you know, there's a G harp, but um, you know, I've got all these other songs, and he goes, you actually need to get different key harmonicas so i had no idea i just right. thought one harmonica does would be good yeah <laughs> and it's like no you need all these different key harmonicas so i went yes. out and bought a heap of different key harmonicas and just played around and um yeah i used three different key keys of harmonicas in our songs so oh wow for different songs so yeah which is good because then you're sort of not playing the same thing all the time as well yeah exactly so a little variety I can, there. I can only adapt from harvest so many times. Yeah, <laughs> right. Of Australia and going abroad. Oh, I, I think logistically it, it um it probably probably won't happen. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it might have to be like you know if some town's got a statue or something like that that people want to come and see right then let's just hope that if anyone from abroad come to bendigo and we're just <laughs> playing in town or yes something like that you know um 
we don't really venture out that much right. just due to because you know different people are in different bands and things like that and you know there's other commitments as well you know exactly all partners and family and different other things like that so unfortunately you know rock and roll is a young man's game and we're not getting any younger so oh i hear you there yeah <laughs> oh my gosh well i mean how is it balancing your family life and this i mean cause it sounds like you got a lot going on um oh it's 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 your passion it's it's part of it's intrinsically who you are i think yeah so you just can't give up Right. Give up music, and that was my thing when I gave it up. There was always a part of me was that was missing, and didn't really figure it out until you know I started picking up the guitar again and started writing that. No, nah, this is what I've I've got to do, and it's such a therapeutic, cathartic process writing your songs and um, cleansing yourself of right some of that as well. Exactly. So just physically writing it down on paper but I've sort of got books that I write in and um, always that's for me the best way of doing it I just I don't like jumping on a computer and typing into a computer but um, (laughs) I'm happy to to sort of use my phone or whatever to just demo a song yes get ideas and then I've got it but the actual lyric writing I have to do into a book so and then I write the lyrics with the chords and everything once I'm sort of at a stage when it gets to that oh wow yeah now that's really cool that you actually put pen to paper yeah yeah need to do it just would hate to lose the book though yeah oh my gosh so you keep it all in one book yeah yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shane, you cannot lose that. <laughs> I probably will. No, no, don't. That would be sad. That would not be good. So, I mean, have all your family and all the family of the band, other band members, has everybody been pretty supportive of Four Lines? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get we get pretty good crowds in our, in our um, hometown and, you know, um, our partners, etc., come to the shows and whoever else. But um, yeah, people, I mean, this is a pretty inclusive um, town, and you know, it's got a m- major music scene in Bendigo. But yeah, it's very much um, blues orientated. Not that that's not that it's a bad thing. And right. there's a really good good festival once a year that happens in our town. But there's a lot of bands that are coming out of our town as well that. Um, a completely different sort of mm-hmm. um, as well. So there's a band that just sort of broken out a fair bit from our town called Fountaineer that are, are really good and um, they're doing good things. They're sort of on a big Australian tour at the moment supporting like the band that's number one in our country at the moment. They've got oh, support wow. slot um, for, the, for them doing their tour with them at the moment. They're doing all the big, you know, big festival halls and different other things. So, um, yeah, they're doing good things and they're good fellas too. So yeah, all the best to them. So, but Bendigo's got a pretty vibrant music scene and lots of venues and different things like that. But um, population of about 112,000. Okay, cool. I was just about to ask you so, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's big enough to support it. But, you know, the thing is these days is everyone is sport sport for choice there's so much to do and so many options and as you would know you know technology and different other things Mm -hmm. that you know weren't there maybe 10 15 years ago there wasn't there wasn't the choices and what you could do now like you know there's nothing better than coming home on a saturday night if you've worked all week and just go guess what you know get on netflix and watch a movie (laughs) yes and get a bottle of wine or whatever and right. in the warmth of your house. Whereas, you know, how many people go, oh, yeah, a massive working week. Let's go into town and stand in the cold um, <laughs> and then wait to get in the venue, get in the venue. Right. And then wait an hour to get home in a taxi again. You know, it's all those contributing factors that make people 
not come to gigs instead of people going, yeah, this is an art that should be cherished and exactly um, supported. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, we need what one percent of the town to turn up to gigs. Oh gosh. Do you, do you know? You know, like you get a hundred people yeah. to a show. Um, I mean, it's a success for the venue and success for the band, and right, everyone. There you go. Like everyone wins, but do do every band get a hundred to a show? I don't think they do. So right, it, it's it's all those sort of factors mm-hmm. that people need to take into account, and um, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's hard from everyone's side, I suppose. So. Right, exactly. Um, how has it been playing at the venues there? Um, do y'all have like a favorite one you usually go to, like to try um, to book into? We, or? We, we try and do things a little bit different. Yeah. Like we've got our album launch coming up, um, and that's at a brewery. Right. So, that's really cool. Yeah. I wanted to discuss yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Tell me about that. How'd you come to that decision? Um, well, we played there one other time and we sort of partnered with them and made a beer which was called Four Oh my Lines gosh, that Ale. is awesome. Four Lines Ale, and they did like a couple of kegs of it or something Oh my like God, that. I want and some. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be no good by the time it got over there. Trust oh, me. damn. Okay. It would have turned. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we thought, oh, we'll do it there and we'll do things a little bit different. So, um, yeah, we've got... We're building stages and light show and, you know, we've got, you know, a heap of guests, musicians playing with right. us that night and um, we're putting that beer back on and we've got um, some guys making some southern fried chicken and all that Oh, sort my of gosh. Stuff, so. That sounds um, incredible, Shan. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really good. But yeah. that, that's sort of what we've done all along is... We play, we don't play heaps, but when we do, we do something a little bit different. Yes, set yourself apart. Yeah, it's to try and get people to the show. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if you're just making no effort, then people are going to make no effort. That's the theory anyway. Right, yeah. It it seems to be working in some regards. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it Um, is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And especially once people do come out and hear your music, I'm sure that they want to keep going back, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, that's, we do have some good fans and yeah. people that are, that are into it. But, you know, you get to know them as people as well, not right. just supporters of your music. So, And that makes a probably, big difference. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's why you do it. So they're having a good time you're having a good time and right they like on what you do so. <laughs> so where all can everybody find um four lines on social media um yeah we're just we're we're pretty much most of them so it's just backslash four lines music so we're at twitter instagram facebook um that's, Probably a few others too. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. whatever all that is. So twitter.com backslash full lines music and instagram.com backslash full lines music, facebook.com full lines music, you know, backslash whatever. <laughs> yes. So they, they can find us. Right. So yes. Just look for the logo, which the logo is like some of their iconic um, things in our town, like a tram, like mm-hmm. San Francisco's got trams. We've also got trams and the big um, cathedral that I was telling you about, and there's a big right. fountain in the middle of town. Um, that's that's all on our logo. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I always I've been able to find you is through yeah your little logo, the little <laughs> yeah, icon. Yeah, that was, um, I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> my, yeah, that was my partner's um, sister-in-law that designed that. I sort of said to her. Um, I want something sort of Benio iconic. Mm-hmm. Use these three things right. and make a logo. And she just like nailed it, killed it, made it. He's better than what I could come up with <laughs> anyway. So, 
it's always a plus and it's like right. you're just going to keep using it until oh yeah the forever so yeah it is really really cool yeah she did a great job she did do a good job yeah so where all can everybody find your music at because i want all of our listeners to go out there and support y'all because your music's incredible thank you um yeah it's on itunes um bandcamp as well uh and then you know even if you just want to listen to it it's on spotify but you know bandcamp you can get vinyl and cds and all those sort of all that um, cool stuff old school old school stuff (laughs) but um yeah itunes and google plus and different things like that that right do do the digital downloads but um you know if it was me and I like things that sound even better. I'd go to Bandcamp and download from Bandcamp because yeah. um, the waveforms are better on Bandcamp. Right. I'm just I'm being a bit of a nerd now, but <laughs> you know I'm just going to put for all it. the people that are into their audio sound. Mm-hmm. The the stuff that's on iTunes is like 16 bit, and then then stuff that's on Bandcamp is 24 bit. Oh wow! So, yeah. I didn't realize so, there was that big a difference. Yeah, and unless it says like iTunes Plus, mm-hmm. then iTunes Plus is like twenty-four bit. But um, oh, okay. the majority of stuff that's on Spotify and iTunes and all <laughs> right. that is like sixteen bit. But the stuff that's on Bandcamp is twenty-four bit, so it's better quality. Oh wow! I learned something. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's where I found you was on Bandcamp. So. Yeah, it was weird. I mm-hmm. always thought. That's sort of cool. I don't know how you found us, but I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> Me too. Did it, cu- did it come up in like um? Yeah, I was down the searching, bottom. you know, different things, and yeah, and I just was diligent about looking, you know, for my playlist that I, you know, pitch on, okay, and cool. yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, and what struck me first was the um, album cover for Volan, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's really cool, and the little icon you know up there in the corner yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah. my gosh i want to check these guys out well that's that's <laughs> like um that that's bendigo that's some of the architecture yeah so it's one of the parks there oh okay cool yeah 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 that is awesome so but that yeah. that big building in the background on the front cover that's like the war memorial um in town oh wow so. Yeah, see, I really love how that y'all incorporate your hometown in so much of your music. And like you said, even in the artwork and everything. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so, Shane, what is something um, that people may not know about Four Lions? Or about uh, you yourself? Any little quirk or things that the band do? Any weird rituals before you go on a show? Uh, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I, I think we're actually all quite boring. Oh, whatever. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we are. So we're sort of, we're not rock stars at all. And there's, there's no real ritual. It's just like, yeah. I hope I don't bust a string. So right. that, that's always my, my big thing. Right. Or, I'm guaranteed about the third or the fourth song in to forget a lyric. That's that's about the extent of it. Yeah, that'd be bad. I'm always bad at like trying to remember what the first lyric to a song is. And once I've got that, then I'm fine to to remember the rest of it. So I need one of those like auto cue things that Axl Rose has got. That would be be really handy. Oh, my Lord. Unfortunately, I don't have his like his his budget. Yeah, I will know, but <laughs> so, I'm sure you do fine. Yeah, does the job. Most people don't know. Yeah, just me. <laughs> well, I mean that does suck. I mean, as we get older, we do kind of lose, you know, some memory, and even if it's something that you know by heart, it's like, oh my yeah. god, what was that again? <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been so great talking to you, Shan. And like I said, I'm a huge supporter and fan of Four Lines. And it's been great learning more about you. 
Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to um, talk to me. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm really looking forward to the new album, um, Golden Triangle. I believe it's coming out, what was that, October 7th? Yeah, 6th or 7th, somewhere around there. Yeah, but somewhere people, there. People can check it out. We've got a few singles coming out prior to the album coming out. So I think one coming out last week, so there's another one in another couple of weeks. So. Right, yeah, the newest single, really cool. Too Afraid, you know, which yeah, is a yeah. really cool song, by the way. Two minutes and eight seconds worth. Yeah, I love so, it, though. Yeah, cheers, thanks. Yeah, it's it's a really cool song. Um, so yeah, I hope to have you back again soon. You know, maybe after the album releases, or you know, to help promote your the new EP or whatever when y'all record yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be, cool. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll do something when the the next EP out, and then I actually will have something to talk about <laughs> again. Yes, that'll be exciting. Yeah, cool. All right, thanks again, Shan. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of The Roadshow. I had a great time talking to Shan. Be sure and follow Four Lines on all their social media and check out their new album, Golden Triangle, which comes out on October the 6th. Follow me on Twitter at Aaron underscore May, that's A-I-R-E-N underscore M-A-Y-E, and The Roadshow at Roadshow Pod. And now here's the latest single from Golden Triangle, Alexandra. <laughs>